Welcome to GRE Snacks, snackable episodes about the GRE exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable GRE course that includes everything you need to ace your GRE exam. A full textbook, tons of GRE questions backed by our memory-enhancing algorithm, a built-in study planner, a essay grader that uses machine learning to give you an instant grade, and plenty of full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free by going to achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast will get you 10% off at checkout. Now, let's get started. Today, we've got Hilary Schubach with us, and Hilary is from Shine Admissions. Do you mind telling us a little bit more about you and your company? Um. I am the founder and president of Shine MBA Consulting, and I work with aspiring MBAs and grad students who want to develop extraordinary applications and get accepted to the schools of their choice. Yeah, fantastic. And so today we're talking about test waivers, and I actually think this is a, a really interesting topic, especially nowadays with the whole like test optional thing going on and everything else. But let's start with the basics. Like what is a test waiver? It, how do you get it, right? Like getting a test waiver is not just like not sending a score to a test optional school. Like it's something else. So uh, if you could just give us an outline of it, that would be great. Sure. So I think it was really born from the pandemic, if I recall, because there was a time when people were just truly having trouble getting access to testing centers and it's now you know been continued and certainly it's a trend in colleges so uh, the future of testing remains to be seen but uh, right now there are a number of schools that offer the opportunity for test waivers uh, oh, this past weekend, just focusing on business schools for this topic I know that Michigan Ross, MIT Sloan, UVA Darden, Cornell Johnson, NYU Stern, Texas McCombs are a number of top schools that offer the opportunity for test waivers for various circumstances. And what it is, it's an opportunity for a candidate to petition in advance of the deadline to submit their application without the test score. And um, the reason they've continued this, even as the pandemic's winding down, is Admissions is a holistic process, and uh, certainly there are candidates that are accepted with lower test scores, but phenomenal everything else. And the school admissions committee is quite confident in their ability to assess candidacy and predict somebody's success in their programs and beyond. Uh, independently of a test score, we're relevant. So if somebody's got uh, certain circumstances that would qualify for a waiver, you know, they are happy to oblige. Got it. Yeah. So what are the circumstances nowadays, now the pandemic is winding down, like you said, that would qualify for a waiver? Yeah, I'm, I did notice that this past year there was at least one school that was saying that their qualifications included circumstances preventing you from safely accessing an exam. So I'm curious if they're going to drop that um, this coming year. But for almost all of the others that I've seen, it essentially comes down to your quantitative profile. So if somebody has not taken the exam or whatever, just the, independently of the exam, they've got other strong qualifications. And usually they require at least a couple of areas where they've been able to demonstrate it. Then they may be a candidate. And so it's um, everything from a strong quantitative profile in undergrad or a separate graduate degree that they took after college 
could be the nature of their work. It could be certain credentials like, like the CFA or other certifications that they've pursued. But if somebody has at least one or two of those uh, areas where they have a strong demonstration of their quantitative and analytical capabilities, then they are able to submit a waiver uh, request for those schools and see if they get accepted to do so. Yeah, well, that's really interesting. I mean, the CFA is quite hard to get, right? Like, I'm somewhat familiar with it. Um, so I, I guess for me, I, I just wonder, so if you do have a good quantitative background anyway, wh why wouldn't you want to show that? Why wouldn't you want to roll in there with a 170 GRE quant or whatever it is? Like, is it that you just don't have time? Or, like, what are the reasons why you would want to try and skip out of this? Well, uh, I'll just ground my response in saying that the schools have said over and over that getting a waiver, being accepted for a waiver, and, and being permitted to submit your application without a test does not at all reflect your likelihood of admission. It just means that they have assessed that you have qualified, have a quantitative perspective, and are okay with you not submitting the score. So if you haven't taken the exam yet, and you have all the factors needed to get a waiver. Um, and this could save you from that effort. And it doesn't reflect negatively on you either way. It's just one data point that you can leave off. You can do that. And if you if you completed level three of the CFA and have a quantitative background and all the things, I think you can feel confident that saving that effort wouldn't look, you know, wouldn't reflect negatively on you. It would just be a really nice part. There are not that many schools that, that offer test waivers. So the challenge is that if you don't take the exam for, let's say, Michigan and MIT, and those are the only two schools that you were applying to this past year, that could be a great strategy for you. But if you also wanted to apply to Stanford, which does require the test, then now you still have to go take the test. So it's... Right. So if you are somebody who hasn't taken the test and this could somehow save you that effort, hey, that's a good reason. Um, there are other people that feel that they would benefit from getting this test waiver. And, and it's a reasonable factor to consider. It's somebody who has a strong academic profile. Otherwise, you know, have all the, have all the waiver requirements and they actually are just a poor test taker and no matter how hard they tried. They did take the test and they really feel that it does reflect their academic performance. So they've got a viable test score and they'll use it to submit to whatever their schools are that require it, but they just assume not show it if they didn't have to. And so, hey, there's that perk as well for lack of, yeah. of confidence about your score, I suppose. Where do you feel like the sort of, uh, if you had to guess, like what percentage of people were in the first group, the people that were overqualified, and what percentage of people were in the second group, the people that just like weren't great test takers and would rather not submit a score if they didn't have to? Like, where do you feel like the breakdown is between people requesting waivers? Oh my goodness, what a great question. I I don't know, but I do, I do feel pretty strongly that as time has gone on and the number of schools that have offered waivers is 
diminish slightly is that it's just not very practical to avoid taking the test if you're a full-time MBA candidate looking to go full-time to school and you're you know 27 years old because you're going to need to apply to an array of schools. You can't, I mean, some people, no matter how hard I try, I can't convince them to apply to, you know, six schools or eight schools or five schools. But So if you're applying to one or two schools and that's just the way you want to do it, then hey, go for it. I mean, it's, so it's, it's probably a smaller number. Good luck. But, yeah. Yeah. But for most people, they're, I mean, I do not recommend choosing your schools list based on who, accept, who accepts waivers. I mean, you want to pick the right schools. And inevitably, there's going to be a school that demands a study. So I don't think there are that many people, at least for full-time programs that are gonna be able to just get away with not taking the test. But I think it's that question of, is my score good enough? Um, mm -hmm. And should I submit this that drives people to request the waiver? And then very often those people are overthinking the whole thing because if they had a score that was good enough to enable them to feel confident to, to, to apply to Chicago Booth, let's say, or Stanford, with that score, then for sure it's got to be good enough to submit to the rest of those other schools, Michigan and Darden and Cornell. I mean, don't overthink a good test score. If if you think it's good enough for other schools and you're willing to apply and it was decent and in the 80% range or in the range of accepted scores, then it very often is better to include the data point for your admissions committee than to withhold that for them. Because if you don't right. submit it, everything else becomes more important in your application. Right. And, and you know, I, I do wonder if as much as, you know, admissions officers will claim that, you know, oh, it's not going to affect you if they still wonder why you didn't want your score to be there. Right. Like. You know, people are human and, and admissions officers are not infallible, perfect people either, right? So it's possible. I mean, that is the other thing I wanted to ask about is, is there kind of a down, like, are there any risks for this, for doing test waivers? Um, from all that I've gleaned from comments from admissions committees and just even in, in other contexts as well, I really just in my heart do not believe that the admissions officers the time or energy to sit and contemplate why you might have not wanted to include it. Like, oh, I bet they really bombed that test and didn't want to show us. Like, I, I don't, they don't think like that, really. Okay. And so I don't think there's a downside at all to requesting the waiver and being denied. You know, because if anything, it just tells you, hey, maybe my candidacy isn't strong enough. I might want to retake my exam and make sure I got a high score. Or maybe I should go ahead and take a, a course on the side and you know get a great get a grade in a finance course and I can submit you know so if you if you're denied think about why you might have been denied and whether you are actually um going to be able to demonstrate your capabilities in the admissions process but uh let's say you're accepted let's say you were denied either way the request isn't a problem but it's rather that like sometimes they might think you're qualified to apply without a test score and they give you a waiver, but it turns out that the rest of your application or profile wasn't as extraordinary as maybe they were hoping, which is why I said that the waiver doesn't necessarily reflect your likelihood of admission. And so now you're either waitlisted 
or rejected. And with that data point, maybe your application was going to drop stronger. Like again, if it was good enough to Harvard or wherever else you had to submit a score, it probably would have been helpful for the admissions committee to see that it's fine. So it's hard to know why somebody doesn't get in, you know, without digging into all the nuances of their application. But the rule of thumb is generally that it's better to include more information that can possibly solidify your candidacy than to leave admissions and wondering right. like whether you can handle the rigors of their their program. So you have a low you're gonna need that high test score or a test score or some demonstrations of your quantitative capabilities. Um, even if you've gotten a waiver, you know, if you're going to want to show them some proof point. So consider taking that test if you've got a low GPA or if you've got a really non-traditional background and don't have any experience in, uh, in these areas, like it's another great way to show them that you can handle the academic rigors. And again, if you end up on a wait list and you requested a waiver, that's potentially the admissions committee's way of saying to you, hey, turns out we really did want to see that touch from you after all. And in that case, I would highly encourage you to go back and take it. Right. Very cool. Well, any other kind of closing thoughts on this topic before we wrap up? No, I think that if, I guess I would just say that there's an optional essay in the application for just about every school. And if you really have something you think they need to know about your academic profile, your quantitative profile, your test score, something, use that optional essay to explain it, you know, like waiver or not. Mm -hmm. um, don't overthink it. Give them information. Don't leave them guessing. It's just a good rule of thumb in general for the application process. More information is typically better than that. Yeah, no, I like that. Great. Well, thank you. This has been GRE Snacks, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Hilary Schubach from Shine Admissions. And Achievable has a great online GRE course that you can try for free by visiting achievable.me. And if you like it, be sure to use the code podcast to save 10%.